This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of August 18th, 2019. The hour of Bourbon County draws nigh. Crusades era winery discovered in Israel. I wonder if there's any left. Hard seltzer corner hour. Diageo buys what again? Okay, that doesn't make any sense. All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. Let's get right into it. Yes. Uh, first of all, this is applicable. <laughs> Hype noise. Goose Island announces 2019 Bourbon County variants. The real <laughs> variants. So I like how the, <clears throat> they started doing this early in the year release of fake variants. I think one of the fake ones for this year they said was going to be an oyster stout. Which actually had me kind of pumped. Yeah, I was like, I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm on, I'm on board with that. But yeah, um, they've started doing a, a fake announcement of fake variants real early, like in March, that's and annoying. then Just as stop. as we get later in the year, they, they'll drop the actual variants. Uh. It's just really sad. It's almost like the, the April Fool's things that you're like, no, that's awesome. Why isn't this real? <laughs> well, they do it for all. The, so it's these were all in there. Because it's through the labels where they have to submit the labels to get approved, mm. and all the like they they just throw all these red herring labels in there as well, so you have no idea which are the real ones. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so Coos I, be- I bet you there's going to be a Bourbon County and there's going to be a Bourbon County Reserve and probably a proprietors. <laughs> You're right on with those. Some kind of coffee. <laughs> Willing to bet they do something with coffee. Yes. Well, mm. so eight variants again. Whew. Uh including seven stouts, and then the return of one very special 2018 favorite. <gasps> uh, so, Bourbon County Stout, obviously, the original. Uh, mm-hmm. Aged in a mix of Heaven Hill, Buffalo Trace, and Wild Turkey bourbon barrels. That's new this year, is the inclusion of the Wild Turkeys, right? I, I like. It sounds I like gobble, gobble. new. I like to imagine that instead of like them putting it into one barrel and then moving it, they just broke the barrels apart and reassembled the barrels. <laughs> the from Voltron different... of bourbon barrels. Uh-huh. And just went, all right, this should hold. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's the sound. Um, bourbon County double barrel stout. So doubling down on time and barrels, this variant is aged for two years in two different Elijah Craig barrels. First aged one year in 11-year-old Elijah Craig barrels, then another year in 12-year-old Elijah Craig barrels. So this one has me concerned. Uh, if we're going to see an infection or something, or like yeah, off-flavoring, it's, it's probably mm. going to be in this one just because of the time in the barrel and the transferring from one barrel to another, then bottling. Like you're, you're well, just allowing they, too, too many options for stuff to go wrong. They, they pasteurize now, so... Yeah, but something could still... There's, pro- there's there's a chance for something to go wrong there, but it's probably, well, it sounds like it's, it's probably less chance. Well, uh, the, the 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 amount of time is probably a little different, but the last one's got to change between three barrels too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah true. Uh, and as we alluded to, um, the reserve, of course, uh, this mm-hmm. is the reserve rye bourbon county stout. So okay. mm. uh, aged exclusively in Heaven Hills 
highly sought after Rittenhouse rye barrels. So that'll be interesting. Well, mm. well there's also the two two year reserve Bourbon County stuff that's two years and eleven year old Knob oh, Creek. I totally skipped over one. I don't know where mm-hmm. I'm at. Okay. Um yes, so You got excited by Rittenhouse. I, it's it's okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh so yeah, so you get two reserves then, officially. The two year uh, which is the Knob Creek variant and then the rye. So both Free Viking, interesting. Free Viking says, I want this. I do too. <laughs> I'm go- so I'm not going to be able to do like I did last year and get a hold of all the variants. I'm going to be stuck going to Lexington on Black Friday, and it's going to be whatever they happen to have, which it, mm-hmm. they usually only have two. So they'll have the base and a single variant. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, please let the variant be that one. I want the rye. Give me the rye. Well, next one, of course, as we also predicted, the proprietors. Um, that is the quote... I never know how to say this, if it's homage or homage. Uh, homage. 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 I've, I've heard both, but okay. You, you've only, you, only one is correct, and it's homage. Okay. Uh, homage to variants of years past. Uh, the, the 2019 proprietors melds coconut, cocoa mm. nibs, mm. vanilla, and toasted pecans. Mm. Pecans. Uh, reminiscent of tiramisu, it says, which sounds just fine. <laughs> and of course, that's the one we can never get, right? Yeah, you got to go to Chicago to get yeah, it. Yeah, that's uh, bullshit. Um, next is the Bourbon County Wheat Wine Ale. Mm, that one was so good from last year. That's the return from last year. Okay, yeah. Wheat wine. Uh, aged in Larceny weeded bourbon barrels. They so, stole those weeded bourbon barrels. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, then we have Bourbon County Cafe de Ola Stout. This is what I want. Bourbon County Stout with intelligentsia coffee beans and cold brew along with cassia bark orange peel and panela sugar is it some kind of sugar uh yes yes please thank you i'll take that mm-hmm. <laughs> three of those mm-hmm. uh and then finally bourbon county mon Cherie stout uh, Sorry, it needs to have Gambit on the cover of it, Mon just Cherie. holding his car. Mon, Mon Cherie. Uh, made with uh, Ballantin. No way I'm saying that right. And and Montmorency cherries, granola, oats, and brown sugar. Wow. This newcomer is Très Romantique, a liquid love letter from Brewer Quinn to his wife who loves cherries. Uh, mm. All right. Uh, so additionally for 2019, get, get ready for that tussin. I know that's what I always get worried about, but the other stuff sounds like it could balance it out at least the granola and mm-hmm. the oats and stuff. Um, so it says additionally, uh, Goose Island is introducing the Bourbon County Stout Vertical Collection, a set of 2017, 18, and 19 Bourbon County Stouts. One, one could scratch their chin and wonder where they got the idea for this. <laughs> Side <laughs> eyes over to Braxton. Uh, tasting oh. multiple. I thought you just meant like they were from us. It's <laughs> like we've done this. Well, everyone does it, but I mean, like, how many places have you seen sell the verticals? It's like no, Braxton started doing it yeah. last year. Uh, mm. So tasting multiple vintages, vintages side by side will allow fans to quote enhance your understanding of how the taste of BCS changes over time. In we- that, at one point, you notice what went wrong and what didn't, <laughs> as we learned. <laughs> Also, yeah. that if you age it for about a year, you're going to take your regular into the reserve territory. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and of course, it, it notes you know <clears throat> it comes out November 29th, Black Friday. Ooh, I am 
now very excited for the possibility of getting the rye because <clears throat> that is the reserve this year, and the reserve is e- exclusive to Kentucky. Okay, so there's two reserves. reserves. So there's the bourbon reserve and the rye reserve. Yeah. Is there a bourbon reserve? See, there's the see, two it's year not just me. Res- two year reserve. <laughs> like, oh, okay. We just we're blacking that. That one's not important. Clearly, no, it's not. Damn. We always get we always get the Knob Creek two year barrel. That's that's fine, but yeah, no, we the rye we may or may not see around here. All right, rain on my parade. Fine, I will, I will. That's what I'm here for. Uh, you know, so is anyone really jazzed about this lineup? I mean, I am because it's this heavy. If you're looking to change up the variants. And give something people give the people something to be excited about. Let's start doing what do the different barrels do? Right, like we're I, really playing with time and barrel and the different kinds of barrels. I want the one with the coffee and cold brew. Um, once again, resentful about the proprietor thing about and, uh-huh. you know Chicago. Uh, and I'm intrigued by the cherry one because of the other ingredients in it, but always fearful about Tussin. <laughs> the night is dark and full of Tussin. <laughs> Well, Indeed, and that's what we have to watch for. You keep everything's <laughs> medicinal to you now. I don't know what. When you to, play the game of cherries, you cherries. you win or you die. <laughs> you win or you cure your cough. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? I'll save it for the main show. Sorry. Okay then. Was, All right. I got very excited, and well, I'm, like, I'm gonna you. wait. I'm gonna wait. Thanks, Digital Haze. Uh, so, speaking of some people what? who didn't save it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so uh, an ancient winery was discovered in Israel. It's the largest Crusader-era winery yet. Uh, oh, yes, you. Yeah. Uh, centuries may go by, uh, but discovering an- uh, ancient wineries never gets old. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. We should be finding them all the time. Uh, excavation in small western Galilean uh, village in Israel recently uh, un- uh, revealed the location archaeologists are calling the largest Crusader-era winery yet found in the region. Uh, this is reported. We're getting this article from wine uh, from Vine Pair. They got this quote from uh, the Drinks Business uh, from on Tuesday. In oh boy, uh, Mia. Israel, uh, archaeo- there's an apostrophe there. I- I'm sorry. Uh, archaeologists uh, have uh, been working to excavate and restore a mid-12th century castle believed to have been built by King Baldwin III, the king of Jerusalem, from uh, 1143 to 1163. Uh, the winery was found, uh, found under the home of local gas station owner Salama Asaf. All right. Uh, Galilee, which is a uh, vineyard region today, uh, was reportedly planted with vines during the Roman and Crusader periods. As such, ancient winery and the uh, the ancient winery and castle would likely have been the center of a fief where a local grape growers from a, a neighboring village would be required to bring their co- uh, crops as rent or dues. Ah, uh, serfdom. <laughs> Uh, as for the gas station owner, Asif uh, has reportedly moved to a new home and built a restaurant in his former residence. There, patrons can now view the ancient winery through glass floors, as well as visit the winery below. That man saw a business opportunity. <laughs> and seized it, yeah. I mean, well done. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, I guess uh, speaking of seeing business opportunities and seizing them, uh, we are now going to roll into the uh, hard seltzer corner, corner. hour because hour of it. everybody everybody's getting in on this, and I'm going to try to not make it an hour of it. And it's it's a dangerous game of escalation that is currently going on. So we're going to start with uh, the cold. It's the cold war out here. It's 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 hard seltzer brinksmanship. Yes. So we're going to start uh, first. All, all these stories broke in the last week. Natty Light is coming out with her own hard seltzer, <laughs> but we're uh, we're upping booze levels. So things things are going to start start going up. Uh, Natural Light it has crashed the seltzer party with Natural Light Seltzer, its new hard seltzer brand that's both boozier and cheaper than its spiked seltzer competitors, <coughs> White Claw, according to Anheuser-Busch. Natural Light Seltzer is available nationwide in two exclusively yet vaguely described flavors. The Catalina Lime Mixer, <laughs> best name ever. I was going to say, you know what, points Catalina to them. Catalina Lime Mixer. Points to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when cherry and lime become best friends, that's the tag. And Aloha beaches when ah. mango and peach go beach mode. You know what? I feel like trying them just because. And good job. It literally <laughs> says this on the can labels. That's amazing. I mean, <laughs> I mean like Brittany, good, just well done. I, <laughs> Brittany, if, I mean, before before you get too excited. Someone else may have a hard seltzer that you would prefer. Yes, uh, but uh, this one is six percent. So White Claw and all the ones everyone goes with right now are only one percent. <laughs> they're only four percent. So this is what we're going to crank it up to. All right. So we got the ninety four percent. Four percent. The Bob one percent. <laughs> so our next one, uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, launching an eight percent ABV, stronger seltzer. With Spike Seltzer's dominating sales reported and headlines this summer, it was only a matter of time before Pabst Blue Ribbon entered the fold. Better known to most drinkers as PBR, the brand today is launching a lime-flavored boozy seltzer in select U.S. markets, including Arizona, California, Montana, Texas. Uh, The release comes just weeks after PBR debuted its hard coffee, and that one was extremely hard to find, and people were, like, it was a legit underground phenomenon. Like, people were buying... Going to stores, I know someone locally in Cincinnati had a connection, I can't remember where, somewhere in the far northeast where that was in the market. Whoever, Someone bought an entire pallet of it and so then I don't... brought it back down here and they were just sitting up with like a, their whole trunk of their car full of this stuff, advertising on Facebook, going, hey, I'll be at whatever brewery hanging out in the parking lot if you want to come buy some. Why does hard coffee sound more sexual than hard seltzer? <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure there's already a porno. I was going to say, because of that uh, Zach and Mary scene. Oh, yeah. In the coffee shop. <laughs> when he's just like, they're like, and QFX, and he's just like chucking the beans over on them when they're like doing it on the counter. Yeah. God, if you haven't seen that movie, don't, I don't know what you're doing. All right, but uh, yeah, the, the PBR, only lime. That is, there's no other flavor. It's well, just lime, 228 calories, so it's higher in calories than any of the others. And eight percent ABV, so we're cranking it up another two percent. That escalated quickly. Ah, the the Bob two, and uh, yeah. lime is a superior flavor, so I can understand that one. All right, so we're near the next one that with uh, Four Loco is coming out with a hard seltzer. No, Four Loco maker Fusion Projects plans to launch a fourteen percent 
ABV hard seltzer sometime in the fourth quarter. I got no joke for that. That's too much for a hard seltzer. That's just like they're they're just like oh oh you guys are doing this like two percent like bidding war thing and then they just come in and bam. Aren't they so? Don't they already have a bad image of like being the date rape drink? Well, there's no they're caffeine. The... Like that's the problem. Yeah, but... You take the caffeine out and. But you're still like, oh, here's the seltzer water. It's just gonna get you trashed. Oh God, I can see skeezy men going. I just want a hard seltzer. Don't worry, I got you. Four loco. The the tagline like, uh, uh, on the each can says, "Hard seltzers ran so we could fly." I have that, no idea what that means. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they, yeah, they are. Was it? We received millions of impressions in less than twenty-four hours from. No, a it does post. make sense. <laughs> they want you to pour Red Bull into it. Yeah, it, well. it's Red Bull mixer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. yeah, there. For those of you who are sick of White Claw and looking for Brittany, uh, something, Brittany, does different. that answer your question about them being worried if they're considered the uh, <laughs> the 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 date rape drink? Um. I mean, it just since, shows that since they don't their care. logo basically says "pour Red Bull into me." <laughs> I didn't take it as that, but yeah, I, 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 I don't want to support this. <laughs> no, that's just, uh, yeah, no. Uh, also, honestly, none of them really sound that great. But then I didn't think White Claw did either. I, I thought the whole hard seltzer thing was bad, and I thought truly tasted awful. But then we tried White Claw, and it was actually pretty good. So, damn it, <laughs> you're the problem. Yeah, I knew that. I mean, I don't. <laughs> you are correct. Well, speaking of problems, mm. let's go the opposite direction. A big problem. So Diageo has just bought what they call a game-changing innovation, which means it's the world—the wor- <laughs> world's first non-alcoholic spirit. That doesn't. Isn't that make- just water? <laughs> Coming from Forbes, I'm very confused. Uh, the world's first non-alcoholic spirit has just been acquired for an undisclosed sum by Global Drinks Corporation Diageo, owner of Smirnoff, Johnny Walker, and Guinness. Uh, this is a bold acquisition for a company that has historically been focused on alcohol. Uh, acquisition comes five years after founder Ben Branson quit his job in marketing to follow his entrepreneurial instinct, experimenting with distillation and botanicals in his family farm. The clear sign from Diageo is that they now believe there is a big market opportunity in premium non-alcoholic drinks that uh, Seedlip, which is what it's called, is a game changer. A product innovation in FMCG. I don't know what that is. but uh, Founder and teetotaler Ben Branson, 36, has broken, uh, broken against the odds by pioneering a new category of non-alcoholic drinks for adults, distilled non-alcoholic spirits. The company has demonstrated extraordinary sales potential and is sustaining a remarkable price point around $48 a liter. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Sale was uh, First sale was 1,000 bottles to London department store Selfridges, which reportedly sold out in a week. By 2018, three years since launch, the little-known, understated British startup produced 30,000 bottles per month and is now distributing to 25 countries so it seems like uh, he might have been on to something may have been <clears throat> so what is this like it's basically non-alcoholic gin 
I I am honestly not sure. It's wrong it, and they should feel bad. Yeah. Um let's see. I'm trying to look to see because I'm looking through this article and I've been trying to find the part where they tell me what this thing is. Oh, I'm sure no one knows. Like he won't tell anybody. Well, like you kind of have to at some point. <laughs> Cost production or a commercial secret. It's too soon to reverse out an estimate for the company's accounts and report sales figures. Diageo will find a way to keep it secret. Uh, we do know the company reports a six-week production process. Uh, requires a distillation, a type of product that does not need to be aged in a barrel for three years or 30, like whiskey. Some herbs are required, and of course, water. I want to be like, oh, you don't age it? Then how does Diageo know any idea what to do with this? <laughs> yeah, like I'm... Wait, we can't send this to Johnny Walker? Damn. <laughs> they don't really explain what it is. Uh, but whatever it, it, it is, they've got it. Yeah. No, I think they're just... <laughs> For mocktails, so you can make non-alcoholic. Old man me is just going damn mocktails. Yeah, what's the point? I unfermented mash water (laughs) as furry Viking. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing. Like I've been trying to find it for a bit. We have not been able to actually explain. You dump everything in the kettle, and you look at it and go, "Well, this is where we should light a fire and boil it." And then everyone just looks at each other and then moves on to the next step and never actually. Yeah. Uh, I think they are still like distilling stuff, but they're distilling botanicals into it to get it to taste a certain way. So I, yeah, it's weird. It's weird and probably wrong and science has gone too far. Um, yeah. Let's, let's go back into safer territory. What, what, where has science gone too far enough? Uh, the world of soft drinks, turns out. Okay. Uh, Not hard drinks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coca-Cola cinnamon and Sprite winter spiced cranberry are coming for Christmas. I'm all right with both of these. I, I'm intrigued, at the very least. Uh, so there are lots of sweet treats associ- that we associate with Christmas, like sugar cookies and eggnog, with candy canes, etc. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to soda, spiced however... Rum. Yes. When it comes to soda, however, the only thing that comes to mind during the Yuletide season are those old Coca-Cola commercials featuring polar bears and Santa Claus. A can of Coke isn't really something we crave when we're opening up our presents. Fact. That might change this year, though, because the company is releasing two new flavors designed for those cold December nights. As a bonus, they are super weird. (laughs) Uh, Get ready for the gift of Coca-Cola cinnamon and Sprite winter spiced cranberry. Note, every 12-pack of the Coca-Cola cinnamon comes with a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Should. I feel like Coca-Cola cinnamon is, like, one step closer to Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. It is. Um, it's like, how close are we? Not close enough to get sued. <laughs> legally distinct. Uh, the Food News Instagram account, uh, Candy Hunting, was the first annou- to announce... Blah, that is written funny. Uh, anyway, so it, the two brand um, brand new wintry flavors will be available in U.S. stores ahead of the 2019 holiday season. Uh, the first Coca-Cola cinnamon is not entirely new. I remember us finding this at some point, too. Uh, as a Coke Zero version was released in the U.K. last year. Only in the U.K. Yeah, so you didn't um, see it anywhere. Yeah, but it was very popular. Uh, as, 
as they uh, pointed out, the might be because it isn't as bizarre a mixture as it might seem. Coke uses a brown spice flavor in its base recipe. So... <laughs> Some sort of brown spice. <laughs> Nutmeg, perhaps. <laughs> uh, as for the other flavor, we have no idea what to expect because Sprite Winter Spiced Cranberry, which you have to just... You have to take a second to like read for that. Um, it was created by a random word generator. <laughs> it sounds like it was. It, it definitely was. No, no. Um, I believe they can say it was all they want, but when you look at Sierra Mist, who has always the cranberry, they've Sierra, yeah. always done a cranberry Sierra Mist at the Which holidays. So uh, I, I, they, they wanted to they wanted to replicate an inferior drink. Look. I don't. I'm not in the mood to to get angry right You're now. Not in the Bob. mood to be wrong. I understand. It's. <laughs> I'm, I'm like up here right now. I can't even. We're not, I'm not even. I'm not even looking in your direction. You're you're wrong, and that's unfortunate that you're in that denial state. Uh, anyway, so both of these beverages will hit the stores on September 30th before leaving on December 31st. So of course, just for the holiday season. So I'm just intrigued as to what. Um, like the cranberry, we're like, okay, yes, that's a, that's a, you know, kind of fall, winter, seasonal flavor. But it says winter cranberry, spiced cranberry. Just, stick, just want cranberries stick to their own drink. <laughs> but I, I'm wondering what the winter spice is. Winter spiced cranberry. Rub. Nutmeg and cinnamon, I mean. Yeah, but like Rub. with Sprite. <laughs> so you've got lemon, lime, uh, let's say nutmeg and cinnamon and cranberry. Look, Look the only. I'm just saying, it's a hot buttered rum. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. It's it, no, that's you just that's need the, the rum. Dr Pepper variant, honestly, because oh. <laughs> oh, they okay. could get away with that probably. Clove, oh, cl- actually, that mm. probably not the worst idea. <laughs> huh? Hmm. I, right. I'm intrigued. I'm. We're <clears> definitely gonna. We've got to buy a pack or whatever when it comes out. So yes, we will figure those out. Uh, pack or just pick up a can. If you can get a single, yeah, that's kind of the issue with a lot of like seasonal crap. Hmm. Gas stations will have it. All right, so everyone remember when we were talking about uh, the switch to from plastic bottle to canned water over there at Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, Pepsi <clears throat> leading the way. Yes, uh, well, Coca Cola again following in uh, Pepsi's footsteps here and switching their Dasani brand to aluminum. Uh, they call it aluminum bottle cans. It's just, it's just the, the like Red Bull cans that are energy drink cans that they're gonna start putting it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dasani, one of the top bottled water brands in the U.S., is getting a new look. Atlanta-based Coca-Cola company announced this week it will launch Dasani in aluminum cans and bottles this fall in the Northeast, expanding to other regions in 2020. The company will also introduce a bottle made of 50% recycled plastic to reduce the amount of new plastic used in packaging. In addition, there will be at least 100 Dasani Pure Fill self-serve water dispensers added across the country beginning this fall. We are working diligently to continually reduce our overall environmental footprint through smarter package design, procurement of recycled and renewable materials, while continuing to deliver exceptional consumer experiences, said Sanai Shaha, Group Director, Packaging Innovation at Coca-Cola North America. Uh, Dasani plans to remove the equivalent of 1 billion bottles made from new plastic from its U.S. supply chain in the next few years as part of the company's overall effort to reduce packaging waste around the world by 2030. 
Well, I mean, kudos to them, but it's still not getting to the root of the problem, which is they're actually, they're popular drinks being in plastic bottles. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of the popular drinks are also in cans, too. But, yes, I mean, they have it in both, but mainly in plastic bottles. Yeah. Well, they just need to start coming out with crowlers for... <laughs> That's what it is. For, they, they need, everybody needs those. Instead really. of uh, two liters, you can just get crowlers of soda. <laughs> go into the vending machine for that. Boom! Go! Yep. Here we go. <laughs> They'd be required to be in those... Um, the vending machine that just kind of like goes has the arm. Yeah, you say because the weight then, of like... that thing falling, it would just hit and explode. <laughs> I want to be in the R and D room when they test that. Just it... <sighs> hmm. Maybe if we put spikes at the bottom of there. I don't think you're helping. I'm not trying to. Uh, yeah. If I don't know, this feels very much like they saw Pepsi do it and they went, ah, oh, crap. Quick, rush something out real quick, because even the cans kind of look like... All right, let's just put a blue wavy yeah. thing. Put her Dasani text on there. Done. And, uh, all right, mission accomplished. Send the troops home. I would agree with you. I really want to. But the fact... You remember that Coke and Pepsi, like, jointly at the same time backed away from the plastics lobby. So they, they did. both probably, like, at that at that time they were both like hey we we need to get away from you know plastics like they had a meeting i'm sure in some back room alley and you're right i i, I forgot that they had ba- they had backed out of that deal yeah uh, but they were probably a little though salty that like pepsi how come you went first yeah probably it could have been like hey 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 <laughs> we said together <laughs> but no i mean it's it's refreshing to see them trying to take some of you know these steps and I will give them a slight golf clap <laughs> for their plastic, for their, more like dumbtastic. Yeah, it is dumbtastic. We gotta gotta cut the plastic air, er, buddy. Mm. At least um, single use. We can we can reuse some things. Exactly. Well, um, the golf clap signifies that it's time to end the show. Uh, we'd like to remind everyone that this is our news-only show. But we do this weekly long-form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. And we will see you again next weekend for the next news show. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>